Hello friends, it is Tuesday, January 30th, and we are on day 22 of our Bible in a Year reading plan with Pastor Steve. I'm Pastor Steve, and I wanted to say thank you for all who are following along in this journey. I'm excited to have you along, whether you've been with us from day one or, or are just joining us today. There's no better day to start building a new holy habit of scripture reading than today. I want to say welcome also to a few new countries that are along for the ride uh, in reading this plan. Thanks to those who are joining us from Germany and Canada. I saw that you picked up the reading plan over the weekend. It is a pleasure to have you reading with us. This is a wonderful community of believers and seekers who are looking to hear from God. And it's my prayer that you will hear from God here. Today we will be reading from Exodus chapters 34 through 37. You should also read Psalm 22 and Proverb 22. Again, I'll be reading from the World English Bible Translation, but you are welcome to read from any translation that you are comfortable with. You can find the Bible in your reading plan on our webpage. The link is in the show notes. You can go there and also find the Facebook page if you want to enlarge the conversation, share thoughts and questions. It's a great way to do that. So I hope to see you on Facebook as well. But without further ado, let us jump in today's readings. Exodus chapter 34. Yahweh said to Moses, Chisel two stone tablets like the first. I will write on the tablets the words that were on the first tablets which you broke. Be ready by the morning, and I will come up in the morning to the Mount Sinai and present yourself there to me on top of the mountain. No one shall come up with you or be seen anywhere on the mountain. Do not let the flocks or herds graze in front of that mountain. He chiseled two stone tablets, like the first. Then Moses rose up early in the morning and went up to Mount Sinai as Yahweh had commanded him, and took in his hands two stone tablets. Yahweh descended in the cloud and stood with him there, and proclaimed Yahweh's name. Yahweh passed by before him, and proclaimed Yahweh. Yahweh, a merciful and gracious God, slow to anger, and abundant in loving kindness and truth, keeping loving kindness for thousands, forgiving iniquity and disobedience and sin, and who will by no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children and on the children's children on the third and the fourth generation. Moses hurried and bowed his head toward the earth and worshiped. He said, If now I have found favor in your sight, Lord, please let the Lord go among us, even though this is a stiff-necked people. Pardon our iniquity and our sin, and take us for your inheritance. He said, Behold, I make a covenant before all your people. I will do marvels, such as I have not worked in all the earth, nor in any nation, and all the people among whom you shall see the work of Yahweh. For it is an awesome thing that I do with you. Observe that which I command you today. Behold, I will drive out before you the Amorite, the Canaanite, the Hittite, the Perizzite, the Hivite, and the Jebusite. Be careful lest you make a covenant with the inhabitants of the land where you are going, lest it be for a snare among you. But you shall break down their altars and dash in pieces their pillars, and you shall cut down their Asherah poles. For you shall worship no other god, 
for Yahweh, whose name is Jealous, is a jealous God. Don't make a covenant with the inhabitants of the land, lest they play the prostitute after their gods and sacrifice to their gods. And one call you, and you eat of his sacrifice. And you take of their daughters to your sons, and their daughters play the prostitute after their gods, and make your sons play the prostitute after their gods. You shall make no cast idols for yourselves. You shall keep the feast of unleavened bread. Seven days you shall eat unleavened bread, as I commanded you at the appointed time in the month of Abib. For in the month of Abib you came out of Egypt. All that opens the womb is mine, and all your livestock that is male, the firstborn of cow and sheep. You shall redeem the firstborn of a donkey with a lamb. If you will not redeem it, then you shall break its neck. You shall redeem all the firstborn of your sons. No one shall appear before me empty. Six days you shall work, but on the seventh day you shall rest. In plowing time and in the harvest you shall rest. You shall observe the feast of weeks with the first fruits of the wheat harvest and the feast of the harvest at the year's end. Three times in a year all your males shall appear before the Lord, the God of Israel. For I will drive out nations before you and enlarge your borders. Neither shall any man desire your land when you go up to appear before Yahweh your God three times in a year. You shall not offer the blood of my sacrifice with leavened bread. The sacrifice of the feast of Passover shall not be left until morning. You shall bring the first of the fruits of your ground to the house of Yahweh your God. You shall not boil a young goat in its mother's milk. Yahweh said to Moses, Write these words, for in accordance with these words I have made a covenant with you and with Israel. He was there with Yahweh forty days and forty nights. He neither ate bread nor drank water. He wrote on the tablets the words of the covenant, the Ten Commandments. When Moses came down from Mount Sinai with the two tablets of the covenant in Moses' hands, when he came down from the mountain, Moses did not know that the skin of his face shone by reason of his speaking with him. With Aaron and all the children of Israel, when Aaron and all the children of Israel saw Moses, behold, the skin of his face shone, and they were afraid to come near. Moses called to them, and Aaron and all the rulers of the congregation returned to him, and Moses spoke to them. Afterward, all the children of Israel came near, and he gave them all the commandments that Yahweh had spoken with him on Mount Sinai. When Moses was done speaking with him, he put a veil on his face. But when Moses went in before Yahweh to speak with him, he took the veil off until he came out. And he came out, and he spoke to the children of Israel that which he was commanded. Then the children of Israel saw Moses' face, that the skin of Moses' face shone so Moses put the veil on his face again until he went in to speak with him. From Exodus chapter 35, verse 30 and onward through chapter 36. Moses said to the children of Israel, Behold, Yahweh has called by name Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah. He has filled him with the Spirit of God, in wisdom, in understanding, in knowledge, and in all kinds of workmanship and to make skillful works, to work in gold, in silver, in bronze, in cutting of stones for setting, and in carving of wood, to work in all kinds of skillful workmanship. He has put in his heart that he may teach, both he and Oholiab, the son of Ahisamach, of the tribe of Dan. He has filled them with the wisdom of heart to work all kinds of workmanship, of the engraver, of the skillful workman, 
and of the embroiderer in purple, in blue, in scarlet, and in fine linen, and the weaver, even of those who do any workmanship, and of all those who make skillful works. Chapter 36 Bezalel and Oholiab shall work with every wise-hearted man in whom Yahweh has put wisdom and understanding to know how to do all the work for the service in the sanctuary according to all that Yahweh has commanded. Moses called Bezalel and Oholiab and every wise-hearted man in whose heart Yahweh had put wisdom, even everyone whose heart stirred him up to come to do the work. They received from Moses all the offering which the children of Israel had brought for the work of the service of the sanctuary, with which to make it. They kept bringing free will offerings to him every morning. All the wise men who performed all the work of the sanctuary each came from his work, which he did. They spoke to Moses, saying, The people have brought much more than enough for the service of the work which Yahweh has commanded to make. Moses gave a commandment, and they caused it to be proclaimed throughout the camp, saying, Let neither man nor woman make anything else for the offering of the sanctuary. So the people were restrained from bringing, for the stuff they had was sufficient for all the work, and too much. All the wise-hearted men among those who did the work made the tabernacle with ten curtains of fine twined linen, blue, purple, and scarlet. They made them with the cherubim, the work of a skillful workman. The length of each curtain was 28 cubits, and the width of each curtain four cubits. All the curtains had one measure. He coupled five curtains to one another, and the other five curtains he coupled to one another. He made loops of blue on the edge of the curtain, from edge to coupling. Likewise, he made in the edge of the curtain that was outermost in the second coupling. He made 50 loops in the one curtain, and he made 50 loops on the edge of the curtain that was in the second coupling. The loops were opposite to one another. He made fifty clasps of gold and coupled the curtain to one another with clasps, so that the tabernacle was a unit. He made curtains of goat's hair for a covering over the tabernacles. He made them eleven curtains. The length of each curtain was thirty cubits and four cubits the width of each curtain. The eleven curtains had one measure. He coupled five curtains by themselves and six curtains by themselves. He made 50 loops on the edge of the curtain that was on the outermost in the coupling, and he made 50 loops on the edge of the curtain that was on the, on the outermost second coupling. He made 50 clasps of bronze to couple the tent together that it was a unit. He made a covering for the tent of ramskins dyed red and a covering of sea cow hides above. He made the boards for the tabernacle of acacia wood standing up. Ten cubits was the length of a board, and a cubit and a half the width of each board. Each board had two tenons joined to one another. He made all the boards of the tabernacle this way. He made the boards for the tabernacle, twenty boards for the south side southward. He made forty sockets of silver under the twenty boards, two sockets under one board for its tenons, and two sockets under another board for its two tenons. For the second side of the tabernacle on the north side, he made twenty boards, and their forty sockets of silver two sockets under one board and two sockets under another board. For the part of the tabernacle westward, he made six boards. He made two boards for the corners of the tabernacle in the far part. They were double beneath, and in the same way they were all the way to its top one ring. He did this to both of them in the two corners. There were eight boards and their sockets of silver, sixteen sockets. Under every board, two sockets. 
he made bars of acacia wood, five for the boards of the one side of the tabernacle, and five bars for the boards on the other side of the tabernacle, and five bars for the boards of the tabernacle for the hinder part westward. He made the middle bar to pass through in the middle of the boards from the one end to the other. He overlaid the boards with gold and made their rings of gold as places for the bars and overlaid the bars with gold. He made the veil of blue, purple, scarlet, and fine twine linen with cherubim. He made it the work of a skillful workman. He made four pillars of acacia for it and overlaid them with gold. Their hooks were of gold. He cast four sockets of silver for them. He made a screen for the door of the tent of blue, purple, scarlet, and fine twine linen, the work of an embroiderer, and the five pillars of it with their hooks. He overlaid their capitals and their fillets with gold, and their five sockets were of bronze. Holy God, we give you thanks for yet another time together in your word. Send forth your Holy Spirit to open our minds and our hearts and our souls so that we might hear from you. Quiet the world around us so that we might be distraction-free and so that we might hear some truth that we could apply and live out in our lives this day and for always. Amen. Well, friends, in chapter 34, we do see that God gave Moses that second set of tablets. And it's here that we hear God say that the covenant will be renewed through him. This is the Mosaic Covenant. It echoes the Abrahamic Covenant and provides the law upon which the people ought to live so that they might continue to bless the world and to enter that promised land. It's also here that God reiterates the importance of the Sabbath and holding those festivals, especially the Passover, where the Israelites remember what God did for them. After Moses came down from the mountain, he looked a little bit different, didn't he? It says his face shone, it was luminescent, it was radiant, because he was standing in the pure presence of God. God revealed his full glory to Moses, except for his face. He said that if you saw my face, you would die. I don't know about you, but when I have run into particularly holy people who have really dedicated their lives to God and have allowed themselves to be transformed by this loving relationship, that sometimes they do appear different. They live different. They even look different. You can see the, the brightness of joy. Uh, Jesus said that we are the light of the world, and I believe that as we continue down this path of seeking to be holy as God is holy, that we will live different and we will look different uh, to those who are looking from the outside in. Hopefully, these are opportunities for them to ask, you know, why is it that you are joyful in a world that seems to be on fire and in turmoil around us? How can you have joy when you just lost your loved one or are enduring this terminal illness. Let it be said of us that we shine so that others may have hope and believe. You'll notice now that as you get to the end of chapter 35 that we hear of these two guys again, Bezalel and Oholiab. It seems like, uh, you know, the story's brought up earlier and then it's dropped off the radar and now it's back. As I mentioned previously, the Jewish authors of the Pentateuch, they were not concerned with maintaining the chronology of things as much as they are providing 
the details of these stories and these events in compelling ways. So here, the narrative is brought back up. And this is the first time we see that God places his Holy Spirit onto someone to animate them, to empower them for a specific task. And here, you know, God said, you're going to live in this way that you can approach me because I'm going to be among you. I'm going to be walking alongside of you, leading you through the wilderness and into the promised land. Well, if you're going to live with me, you need to approach me in a certain way because I'm holy and you need to deal with sin so that you could stand in my presence. So he empowered the people of Bezalel and Oholiab so that they would have the know-how to construct this meticulously designed tabernacle and Ark of the Covenant. So when God calls us to do something, and he might seem like a very complex task such as this, you know, I don't know the dimensions of the curtains and all the materials and all the stipulations. Um, that's really not that important. What's important is God provided the way that they could meet these expectations and construct this magnificent tabernacle that would house the glory of God wherever they moved and wherever they found themselves so that they can worship and be in community with God. So it's pretty interesting to see, like I said, that this is the first time that God puts his Holy Spirit onto someone for a specific task. And later when we get into the book of Judges, we'll see how uh, this kind of carries out with each of the judges. It says they were moved by the Holy Spirit, animated by God, different things like that. So God did what he said he was going to do. He got the provisions from the people. He moved them to make donations of gold and all these other things so that the tabernacle could be made through Oholiab and Bezalel's leadership. So that's how the tabernacle and the ark get built. We'll see that playing out a little bit more as we end the book of Exodus. We've only got a f basically a few chapters left, and we'll be into the next book of the Pentateuch, Leviticus. But I wanted to go back for a moment to the beginning of where we started here. God encouraged the people to remember him through these festivals, through the Sabbath, and to approach him in worship on the way that he wanted through the tabernacle and so forth. But as we'll see, when the Israelites make it into the promised land, that they don't remember him and they go against God's command of don't um, take others from the from the nations in as wives and don't chase after their idols and their gods over and over again. Like I mentioned in previous devotionals, Israel's hearts were turned outward away from God and towards idols, which are man-made woman-made things um, that are intended to be the object of the human's adoration, worship, and respect. So time and again, we'll see how they get themselves into trouble because of this and that God is a merciful and patient God who's always willing to take them back. So friends, let that be an encouragement to us today that God is continually standing ready to receive us back when we sin. It doesn't give us carte blanche to sin or permission to sin. We don't want to do that. We want to live holy lives. So let us submit ourselves to God so that he can transform us. Have a very blessed day. I hope to see you back tomorrow. God bless. God bless.